Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. I've actually, and there's a lot, a lot. I've had a few people message me and say, you guys aren't done, are you? And I'm like, uh, that's so my bad. We have recorded two different episodes. We just haven't gotten them edited. And uh, with our usage of colorful language, putting out an unedited podcast would really come with a massive uh, warning <laughs> label and a set of its own earmuffs. So I've got my, especially this spring. Yes. Yeah, so I got my homies here with me. I have Jen. Yo. And I have Karen. Holla. Holla. <laughs> holla. Holla. Jen, um, we'll start with you because we're really today's just going to be um, for our own mental health. Fast. Yeah, I think we need it. I think we need to come together and commiserate with one another. Um, and pot's legal in Michigan, so I'm sending you all some goodie bags. Um, but Jen, uh, tell our great listeners where you're located and how your spring's gone. Yeah, we're in central Indiana. We are literally just 20, 15, 20 minutes outside of Indianapolis, just straight south off of 65. And um, it's not pretty. Um you know, we do have some planted around here, more than I thought we would get, but it's been in the past five days. Um, I don't know. I think Chris made a tweet the other day. We've got uh, so much in the ground, but planted is questionable because honestly, it's just been mudded in, however we can get it in at this point. Um and then we've got, you know, you got to worry about your crop insurance and, and it's, I keep telling him it's not as bad as he thinks, but he doesn't believe me. <laughs> I think that's your job though, as a wife, right? To kind of get, you know, I've been running the bean planter and he's like, how's it look? And I'm like, I think it looks pretty good. And he's like, are you kidding me? That doesn't look good. Right. I'm like, mm. your perspective needs to change, Chris. It's June 5th. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, for June 5th, it looks good. Anything in the field um, at this point is okay. For the most part, unless Steve Pitstick did post a picture the other day of uh, even 48 row planters don't help. And you could see every tire track it was filled with water. Oh, yeah. And it's so weird. Ours isn't like filled with water, but it's either um, too wet to get through or you hit places that just clawed or and then it if it crumbles it's we're gonna get rain and it's gonna be cement yeah yeah i don't even know anymore i i don't even know that i have any more good judgment left to tell what looks good well and you're half planted right is that what you said last night uh yeah the we're we're eking at the home stretch on corn and um beans are right at half okay well, a little over half. Which is good on the, here is he? it's good on the home stretch on corn because it wasn't only a few days ago, Chris, was it, you guys were really talking about prevented plant, right? I mean. Yeah, we were, t we, he, I tell you what, for your mental health, the number one thing Chris did, because I'm not a numbers person, is sit down and do a cash flow with preventative plant yep. numbers. I, I cannot tell you, he went, he spent about two to three hours in the office um, doing a spreadsheet and, and a cash flow on preventative plant numbers realistically. And um, he walked out a completely different person. 
uh, it's not pretty were his words, but it's, it'll be okay. If we have it, to. It, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, actually on corn, I think we're going to be, we're going to be okay. I don't think we're going to take much preventative plant on corn. His name, he said that Noggle, um, Noggle Farms, in my head, I call him Mike, and I honestly am not sure if that's his first name or not. Um, what? Yeah, we got lucky. I mean, that's all there is to it. We downright, knock on wood, got lucky. Um, he's put in a lot of hours. And honestly, I know lots of guys who are no-till, and we are not no-till. Um, we got a lot of no-till going on this year because that, that was it, it just went fast and it had to get done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that, um, I think a lot of people, if you've had the ability and I've had, um, you know, we're, we're here in, in the Lansing area. We're in Michigan. We don't matter. I get it. Um, but you know, I, you may not matter. Everybody matters. Yeah. Angie, we love Thank you. you. I appreciate and, that. And I think we talked about this earlier on a grand scale. I always say that if we quit farming, we're not going to affect the numbers uh, from the USDA. And, and just like you say, you don't matter, but to Lansing, you matter. Yeah. And to you, right? you matter. So overall, yeah. we're just kind of here. But I mean, so we're right now, we have one guy that went when most everyone was like, there's a small window like two weeks ago maybe three we had we haven't had three dry days in a row in the lansing area since the end of march we haven't been inundated with the rain that karen has and we'll talk to karen here in a second uh we just haven't had a stretch a a tenth to a quarter inch of rain every other day means you don't get much done and so there was one guy that went out and he has sand what we call sand ground here um, which is very different than the sand ground I grew up in, where most of my customers up that way are mostly planted because it, it is sand ground and they've missed some rain more so than what we have down here. But he went out and a lot of people were like, I can't believe he's he's planting right now. I wouldn't be, you know, which obviously three weeks ago was much easier because you still were living with the the hope that it would, it would dry out, you know, because eventually it's always dried out. You always get the crop planted. I mean, that... I mean... We've said that for years. Oh, don't worry. It always gets planted. We can't say that anymore. No, because there is a lot that has not and won't get done here. And But we did have one guy. And so I can drive around and see like five fields in my trade area. Is that right? Yeah, that's what we've got. Oh, God. In your... Tr- in your in I whole, thought you meant no, like I'm talking block. in... No. Oh. No, I'm talking in my Potterville elevator draw. My Vermontville elevator draw, which is about 20 miles to the west, has zero. Um, north of here is more, but that's a toss-up because the farmer has on-farm storage. So that, that'll that be stored to home, which is fine. I might trade it. I might not. Um, you know, and so we have some of that going for us. But I have, honest to God, never seen anything like this. And while we're speaking about trade elevators and traders and, and people such as yourself. My daughter's in, um, the oldest is in ag retail. And, um, then you've also got your, your dealerships and your, all of that. This is, this is going to have a ripple effect. It will. Yeah. There'll be people that will um, the problem that you're going to run into right now is, and this is what the conversation has been 
that my my boss and I have had um, that we've had to have is banks have clauses, you know, in their their operating loans and things like this. And, it, and this isn't everywhere, obviously, but they can if they feel that there is a a an incredible financial hardship coming or something of that nature, you know, creditors can basically call that money due sooner than later. And so our concern right now is in ag retail is that we're going to be competing with um, people that are in front of us when it comes to getting our accounts paid. Um, you know, right. we're concerned and also that our bank, and this is a very, this is low on the list of concerns, but you know, our bank could look at this and say, well, you know, we just, mm -mm, we're, we're, we're done. We're not, you know, we're looking at, uh, a pretty large position on when it comes to to farmers trading futures here not long ago, um, you know, at $4 because that's what it looked like. So we've got, you know, we'll be coughing up money for margin calls, um, several millions of dollars. And we've had a great relationship with our bank. But um, if you're not sitting in a situation where, you know, you're you're managing every single risk. And that's, that's my hard part right now. That's why I'm so exhausted at this point. I think is my days are spent now trying to guess what our risk is trying to say, okay. Um, you know, okay. Uh, this guy or that guy or this or that, or whatever it may be. We're walking through a minefield at this point in time, one that we've never been through before. So I tro I I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. That's just what we're dealing with. It, you know, so farmers are doing the same thing, but in an elevator situation, especially one that's in ag retail and custom application and things like that, we're doing it with 500 farmers too. You know what I, what well, I mean? Not only that, you guys don't have crop insurance. You don't have that kind of no. insurance. I mean- not to not to downplay what farmers are going through because believe me I'm right there in the middle. Oh yeah, I don't want to be that person that's like, but it's harder for me. No, it's not. It's not hard. No, but it but it but is. It but there's there's going to be a ripple yeah. effect. You, it's all financial. We've talked about this before. It's all financial, all of it. Yeah. You know, farmers may have the emotional side of it to go with it, but but I mean, it's all it's going to be it. And I'm emotional I hate to use too. The word just like, interesting, yeah, I mean, right? Oh yeah, but I'm, I mean, it's emotional, but it's you guys are. I'm yeah, heavily there's invested no in my farmer's success, and so is Karen. Which Karen's yes. been very quiet. She's probably drinking at this point, I would imagine. So, uh, what's the drink of the day, Karen? <laughs> no, I haven't gotten that. I have to go to swim lessons later. So. Well, that shouldn't stop you. Um, Illinois is a very large state, so it really depends on where you are. Last night, north of 80, got hammered again. So I would say corn planting for that area is probably over. The other area that got hit again is southern Illinois. And, of course, you know, we have a lot along the rivers that are, you know, not going to dry out for quite some time. But, I mean, there are people worse off, and we talked about that the other night. I had to do a preventative plant meeting and talk about what to do with the acres if you PP them. But... You know, there are others that are under two to eight feet of water. So you kind of have to keep your perspective. Yeah. I think that's hard to do when, um, it, I think it's hard to do when we're on Twitter and everybody's kind of, man, Twitter's been a fest. Um, yeah, I took it off my phone 
I was done. I'm like, I don't need this in my life. I have enough going on. I, I took it off my phone and my life is better. And this is going to have a ripple effect on you too. I mean, agronomists and, and crop consultants. I mean, it it's going to go, this isn't just this year to, to me. I think this is going to be several down the line. Well, I mean, I think it'll affect everybody down to the, you know, the tire shop in town, yeah. but we were talking about that the one day there was a, a tweet, um, you know, there was a tweet out there that, uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to pick on anyone, but basically they were, it must be nice to take prevented plant and take the summer off. And Oh my gosh. Yes, there were a lot tweet. of people that's paraphrasing it. And, right. and there were a lot of people that were like, Oh, you know, the whole livestock farmer, you know, my life's always really hard um, crowd you know, yeah. kind of dove in head first. And I'm like, I'm not trying, you know, I was like, what a thing to tweet. And I was honest, I, I, I'm sorry. I went through a phase here. I'll call it my early thirties where I thought I needed to make everyone happy. That I'm Angie, you can like me or you can hate me. And I really am not going to care. Um, and you know, I said, that's kind of thing to tweet because there are people that will lose a lot of, of what they have this year you know and so not being debbie downer by by any means there are people that'll do well i've got customers that i work with um you know and and uh honestly well i think the guys with the you know the the ones that are going to get exposed are going to be the ones that are overextended on their equipment and paying too high of rent for what their inputs are so i mean and those those have been going downhill for quite some time but yeah. I mean, there's plenty of farmers that'll still farm next year, but. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of people that will still farm next year. I, but for everyone that doesn't, you know, to me, I am, I don't know. I just, I mean, it definitely sucks and I feel bad for those people. I really do. But, um, you know, I, like I tell my kids every day, life's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Um, I think part of it is people are so emotionally invested in farming. Um, what was that tweet you had the other day, Angie? I don't have it in front of me. Oh, I just said, you know, it's okay to go through the emotions of mourning because you have, and that's what, where that stemmed from is I had a friend that messaged me because I said, I need to go somewhere where corn is, is planted and emerged or I'm going to lose my and that still stands. Um, and the only corn I have seen in person has about V3 at the most. Yeah, my ours is just, just popping up. But that's what I said. I need to go somewhere where corn is in and emerged or I'm going to lose my shit. And I had a friend of mine that farms in Michigan message me and say, I'm really glad you tweeted that. I had a breakdown at the dinner table last night. I'm not, I, I'm talking crying, screaming, toddler tantrum. And I felt like. And I said, no, you're mourning something. You are in the middle of mourning. And I had another person message me this morning that said, I feel like I've lost a family member. I fought for six weeks for something that'll never come to life. And so I think that that's important to recognize um, that for those of you who are in that situation, um, you are going to mourn the loss of you know, I, I joke when I'm talking about marketing and call them, uh, bushel babies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, ha, 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 sell your bushel. Ba- no, it's legit. It's a, it's a child every year 
you bring something to life and you spend all of this time focusing on how to make it grow and survive and reach its maximum potential. And in a year like this one, you don't even get a chance to, to start, you know, so you are mourning something. And, and so you have to be kind to yourself and be kind to the others that are around you too, because we're all in a, a state of shock to a certain extent. And I, like I, what? The calls I keep getting are, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm so not proud of what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. But they do still feel alone. And they're like, I'm so sorry to call you and talk to you about this. I'm like, no, it's okay, really. And I'm like, seriously, you job. are not alone. And then they're like, yeah. really? And I'm like, yeah, it's not an isolated thing. I mean, I no. would put all the growers in Illinois in the same basket and probably throw in the ones from Indiana and parts of Iowa. I mean, so Karen... Yeah. I have a question for you. Um, looking at yesterday, we saw, we saw, um, or I saw it at least. I mean, it's not new, but Iowa State University put out um, like an expected, like a per- yield loss percentages uh-huh. based on studies that they've been doing and all of that. And in it, it indicated that at 35,000 plants, you're looking at between like May 15th and June 4th a 70% max yield potential of your, your overall. You right? can't say that, that because you don't know what the weather is going to be for the next couple of months. If we have a long, warm fall, some of that's going to be yeah. alleviated. I had one farmer that is right here near me in central Illinois in 2017. He just had a field that was just show and he planted it for the third time on June 4th. And that okay. planting went to 20. So you never so- know. What would we be looking at? What would be the worst case scenario overall? Because right now we're expecting much below normal temperatures and above normal precipitation through the month of June. Did 17, was the heat that, did we have heat that came with 17? It was, Yeah, through, the, through no. the fall. Yeah, we had a warmer fall. That's what we need. We right. need a warm, and that warm summer, happen. warm fall. You know, and you have yeah. to remember, it's not hot out, but the corn plant only wants it at 85 degrees. We don't, the okay. corn plant doesn't need 90 degrees and actually 90 degrees makes it work harder. So if we can get yeah. to 85, I mean, that's going to be a pretty tame summer for the corn and it could still do well. I mean, you can't, this is one year that we can't compare it to. I've had a couple of growers tell me it was like 73 or 74, but I wasn't around then. So I have no recollection, but, um, and 93, 93 didn't get bad until later in the summer. So you can't really compare it to that either. So no, we're kind of, we had a crop. Yeah, in. we're kind of on uncharted territory. But um, and Dr. Nielsen at Purdue, oh, probably about a month ago, there had been a lot about planting dates. And he put out something and he said, you know, planting dates only mean so much. There are so many variables after you plant that, you know, contribute to yield loss or gain. And we, you know, you, you can't just say you're going to lose 70%. Are we going to have guys that hit 240? I don't think so. I think we'll have more 180 yeah. to 220. Okay. And I mean, we'll have some 150s. I mean, it just kind of depends. It depends a lot. You know, a yeah. lot of this got mudded in. Is the rain going to continue? Because that would be rather helpful. Is the rain going to stop and turn off dry? And all those ills are going to come to fruition that we did during planting, you know, that's going to make a big difference too. So if we stay in a wet pattern, we're going to be better off than if we, uh, you know, dry off and. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. We're so picky about when the rain comes. Excuse me, could you hold off just a little bit? But we don't need you to stop. Right. It's that it goes back to that, you know, the prostitute joke. No. You know, you see that right with the farmer, and it's so true that, you know, like the three prostitutes are hanging out in the morning after their, you know, work night oh. and are talking about their clientele the night before and they're like, you know, what one said, Oh, I had a, a doctor. Well, how'd you know? Well, he told me to turn my head and cough. The other one said, you know, I had a dentist. Well, yeah, how'd you know? He told me I had nice teeth. And the other one's like, I had a farmer. And he said, well, how'd you, how'd you know? Well, first he complained it was too wet. Then he complained it was too dry. And when we got done, he asked for a free hat. <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, that's an awesome joke. That's what, you know, and then it, but the reality is weather will never cooperate with us. It'd just be nice if it at least give us five freaking minutes to get the crop planted this year. Yeah. I wouldn't complain about that, but, um, so in other news, anything else going on? I mean, really, we're just kind of everyone's like, why isn't the market responding? And, you know, I I, I don't want to be a drama queen. I really don't because that's not me. My job is to give my farmers hope when it's hopeless. You know, so at 340, I was giving them hope, um, you know, and, and, and then also to temper expectations when, you know, we're rallying. But the fact is right now, I mean, I'm looking at spreadsheets here. And, you know, what's our, our realistic loss in, in acres look like? You know, we had 30 million acres unplanted as of Sunday night. How many of those got planted, you know, in those areas that we're able to be planting or are still able to be planting? I mean, I've got to be careful not to be backyarditis girl because, you know, we're not. We're done. At least for the next two or three I mean, days here. We're still here. planting corn here for at least 10 days if it allows. But, I mean, are, did they get... You didn't, you missed out on the rain. I mean, we're still going to try to plant, but we just got an inch of rain this morning on top of two inches on Saturday. So we're, you know. Right. That split Illinois. So it went north of 80 and south of, I think, seven, I don't want to say, but maybe like 70, 72. But so. from an overall standpoint, though, what are we looking at? And this is just the market analyst in me. Do we have 10 million that goes unplanted? Are we able to get 20 million acres planted in the next Well, 10 you months? have to determine planted and planted in conditions because there's a big difference <laughs> well but the market's not i mean the market will try to figure that one out but i mean you're trying to ask people that don't even know what a corn plant I mean, looks if you like look at the corn out there that's up it's not pretty i mean it's wavy no. and no, it's, it's all a, different kinds of shades from green to yellow to whitish i mean it's up and down and it's sitting with no oxygen in the soil if it's in saturated soils i mean yeah it's it's not pretty so that's the second conversation. The first one is how many acres go unplanted? And at this point, I would say 10 million is probably an optimistic estimate. Because like I said, you know, you're saying 10 more days. There's some folks that are saying two more that's weeks. That's only here. I mean, in central Illinois. Yeah, but. But that's our late planting date comes into play for corn at that, I think on the 16th or something. Yeah, today. Well, today is the late planting day. Starting after right. today, you lose a percent of insurance coverage every day. 20 days. Okay. So we have till, I don't think they'll go corn through the 25th though. I think it'll end around the 15th or so. Yeah. And obviously if you don't have crop insurance, it doesn't matter. But so right now, just looking at it and saying, all right, um, 10 million acres goes unplanted. And so I have little handy dandy spreadsheets here that are S&D outlooks, and I have eight different S&D outlooks, supply and demand outlooks. And 
So you take 10 million acres off, that's 82.8 million planted. You keep your harvested rate the same, which I think is optimistic. Typically in wet years, you see a larger percentage of abandonment or corn that's chopped for feed or something like that versus going to grain. But I'll give the market the benefit of the doubt that we keep 91.7% of what's planted harvested. Yield per harvested acre, if I use a 170, Karen, what do you think the likelihood of national average yield being 170 this year is? And I know that there's 187 majillion different uh, factors at play, but let's just say. What was it last, last year? Last year we ended up, well, the we started this year at 176. Last year ended up, it, it depends on if you want to use what the USDA, the final USDA number for last year was, and now I won't be able to find it, uh, 176.4 a year ago. 176.6 was the yield per harvested acre in 1718. Yeah, I mean, 170 would be good, I think, at this point. Okay. So the thing it, is, you know, the fringe acres were the ones that were getting planted early. So North Dakota was planting before central Illinois was, and no offense to North Dakota. <laughs> but in the last two days, I've had two guys from North Dakota tell me that they're pre-planting 750 to 800 acres each. That's what I saw. A guy said to me this morning that this is the first year that he's had planting progress go backwards. So they were done, but now they have to replant 40%. So... But so you look at yield per harvested acre at a 170, which a lot of people will say that's way too high. Um, if you keep the rest of the supply and demand outlook unchanged, so usage at 14.675, which is not going to happen. You, you know, if you lose supply, you lose demand. That just happens because price is supposed to curve demand. That would put our ending stock estimate at 386.62. That's with 10 million acres lost and 170 bushel acre yield. Does that E15 for a year do anything for us? No, I mean, it could, but it won't. I don't know. It could, but I, I, the ethanol is the first, I think, line of defense and reduction in usage, ethanol and exports. Um, so, and like I said, I mean, I figure that the price will get high enough, will have to get high enough, either through cash prices or futures prices moving higher or both that you see usage drop off by a billion bushels. So if usage drops by a billion bushel, um, that would take us to 1.3. So we would go from a 2.5 billion bushel carryout estimate released in May to a 1.3 when all is said and done. And that's probably an optimistic, like I said, that's 170 bushel to the acre yield. You go to 165 and leave all things constant without the reduction in demand, which I just got done saying is not likely to happen, we would have 6 million bushel left over. We need a we need about a billion to feel comfortable in corn in the market structure. So, I mean, I'm looking at the overall summary of what could we potentially lose from a planted perspective and what are we looking at from a yield perspective. And when I look at this, I'm and I'm not trying to be dramatic at all, I see a production disruption similar or worse than 2012. And I thought we would never, ever see that happen again. And maybe I'm wrong. I guess we'll see. Um, we have a long growing season. You know, like you said, Karen, there are a lot of other factors at play. Um, but, I mean, when it comes down to it right now, we're at June 5th. And I, we had, you know, 30 million acres or 20, you could say 20 million acres left unplanted at this point. And so, Right. 
I, I said at the meeting I did the other night, I'm like, this is not the scenario I was envisioning to not have to talk about dicamba. But. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I had someone recommend to my grower, to a grower the other day, that they could use dicamba as a, a pre on their food grade soybeans. If you wait We're 30 like, days. Ah, no, you can't. <laughs> okay, so the best one I've heard so far is that we don't have to worry about the frost you know, our normal frost dates because, uh, you know, with global warming, it's going to push our frost dates into November. And that was from a seed agronomist. Oh, and I was oh like, what? <laughs> so there's a lot yeah. of people, you know, yeah. telling a lot of stories out yep. there and it's getting kind of deep, but yeah. Very deep. So just make sure that you're talking to someone that knows what, you know, what is actually taking place. So, so yeah. Um, anything you guys want to add before we call her a day and hang in there, guys, the world girls, face people, life. Hang in there. Talk about it. It's okay to, like Angie said, grieve. You are not freaking alone. Up your meds. I upped my meds. I'll be perfectly honest. About a month ago, I called my doctor and said, "Oh my God, I can't. I, I, I just, I'm not functioning very well." And she's like, "Okay." Let's up your meds. And, and I did yeah. because it wasn't going I to I took work. Twitter off my phone. And then, of course, yeah. <laughs> yes. Then, of course. And that might not hurt. I have a grower that I'm kind of like, maybe you should stop looking at Twitter for a minute. Take the radar app off and take Twitter off. Yeah, I told Chris last night, um, maybe you should put Twitter down, turn off auto steer, and steer the tractor yourself because it's getting a little tense. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it'll continue to be because we're just getting started. Yep. So that's like I said before we got here, like I'm exhausted right now, but I have to remember I'm on like mile two of the marathon. Right. I feel like that picture that they put around, I forget who did it on Twitter with the corn plant with the life vest and then Sean put the helmet on. I feel like we all need to put helmets on. <laughs> yeah. It's uh -huh. not over yet. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, so here we go. But um and yeah, you know what? Know. My other advice is find a group of people you can talk to. DMs on Twitter are amazing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Find a group yep. of people. If you want to DM me, DM me. I'm here. I'll Just with you. I'll Just not with wiener pics. Well, yeah, please no. Please no. Please no. <laughs> please no. But seriously, DMs on Twitter are amazing. I'm I'm not even kidding. They literally keep me afloat. Yeah. DMs yeah. on Twitter keep me afloat. And I know that's, I realize with the rain, that's a little bit of a, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, way to go. Way to be insensitive, Way to Jen. be insensitive. But DM somebody. Get a group of people together. DM me. I've got auto steer. If I'm in the field, I'll be glad to chat. Yeah. I just invited a yep. whole bunch of people to DM me, didn't I? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If it if it she helps will somebody... share any lewd messages with Angie and I, just so you know. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I am not not saying that I won't share them publicly either. So. But seriously, <laughs> I mean, find somebody to talk to, and if it, and you know, yeah, it can be. It doesn't. It can be a stranger. It can be just. I had one girl good. tell me it was getting so bad he quit yep. drinking. <laughs> He quit drinking. Yeah. Oh, did he quit? Quit. Yeah, it's that gonna is gonna be legal bad. here, but that's after the hot first. Hot legal so. in Michigan. 
that is pretty bad. Oh, damn it. So, but no, and uh, we have uh, that peer group, which Jen, you are now a member yes, of. Yes, I need to so, get into that. Yay, you. And uh, um, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll have that going for us. And, you know, we'll see how life goes. But um, so, yeah, if you need if you need some other people to talk to out there, guys, let me know. Let me know, too, because we have that, you know. Yes. Yes, please do, um, because we need to be to each other. So don't be a. And if it's raining and you have nothing to do, go give blood because they're super short right now. Is that right? Yep. Do that. Yeah. Do blood, uh, volunteer. I'm volunteering. I'm super excited about that. I am going to be a fair mom. Look at you. So, yeah, for the, there's a boys' home here that they have horses and stuff like that, and I'm going to do the fair mom thing. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm super pumped about that. I really am. So so yeah, uh, but yeah, if you need anything, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. So again, you know. Let us know. And don't be afraid to, to be sad. Right? right? I mean, it is what it is. So, so yeah. Uh, otherwise, have a good week. Try to stay dry. Try to, you know, definitely stay safe. Um, and, you know, be kind to one another. So, with that, we're done.